All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this Storm Chaser Improv Podcast show. We're here with some game tape talking about our show Piazza at the Shaky Town Shakedown. And in this game tape, we talk about what do we talk about? Taking big swings and missing. Talk about ways to have bigger emotional reactions and pattern. We talk about Mike Piazza and why he had the career he had. It was a thrilling conversation. Unfortunately, I did cut that part out of the final podcast. But nonetheless, we talk about our show, we talk about improv, and we hope you enjoy it. You're listening to the Storm Chaser Improv Podcast Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Game Tape, Game Tape, Game Tape. Hi, Storm Chaser, Storm Chaser Improv Podcast Show. I'm yeah, Tasha, why are, Tasha. why are you recording from the Grand Canyon? Um, listen, listen, listen. I just want to spend my time on this earth doing something meaningful and seeing beautiful things. If this if this costs us listeners, I swear to God, I'm going to come over to Utah and I'm going to grab you out of that Shakespeare festival. Not bat one eyelash. I just want everyone to know that, like... I really had fun doing that, but I understand that it, it it wasn't my best it wasn't my best bit. It made me smile, so I appreciated it. I feel like it's indicative of you and and your work level in general. I actually feel like it's very representative. <laughs> um wow. I'm trying wow. to decide if that's a compliment or not because it was fun. It was a fun bit. And so most of your work is fun. Is that what you're saying, Andrew? Um, I I think what I was saying was maybe just a, a tad more nuanced. I just wanted to judge Anatasha a little bit before she judges us. Yeah, I think what he's saying is that while the work that I'm doing is um, maybe even impressive to some people, he knows that I have more in me. And on that note, let's talk about your show. what a segue what a segue a tricky show for us a short show we had some technical issues of the of the whole run of that evening so i think our show total show time was like 11 or 12 minutes nice tight set but i sure had a lot of fun yeah it was a fun set there definitely was a lot going on technically that kind of got us in our heads we changed several things about the show we were more prepared to give ourselves time to warm up dedicated time to warm up before the show and check in with each other. And honestly, that was like incredible. It was it was really needed. I felt like I'm with you, Pish. I really think it made a huge difference, especially I'm just going to jump right in. In that first scene of the show, I was still a little bit jazzed and I kind of started off really fast and like hadn't really checked in with you yet and was sort of in my own world. And I could feel this like franticness in my in my scene work already. But luckily, and I think it's because we had warmed up and checked in with each other, I took like half a second, looked at you, made the scene about how I felt about you and what our relationship was. We, 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 we gotta mix it up more than just ring for us, cafe. I'm so nervous. By the way, it's so nice to meet you. Hey, hey, it's nice to meet you too. Hey, do we do that? Uh, no, no, I'm just the governor, so you don't have to... Just in the hand. Cool. Yeah. I regretted it instantly. Yeah. <laughs> and from that moment on, the, I just felt so much more grounded and so the scene finally had some legs and we were able to have a lot of fun. Yeah, we set ourselves up for more success tonight. And so immediately from the first scene, I was feeling good about things, but I would say a general wash for the show for myself. And something I've felt on and off before throughout doing 
improv through the years. I feel like I'm playing with blinders on and I don't fully emotionally accept my partner's moves and almost more I'm like in my own improvised creation. It felt like I was a little closed off to you throughout the show which is something I want to address moving forward. I could just notice it from the fact that like very clearly I wasn't having a ton of emotional reactions to what you were saying to me. Oh, 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 fish on, baby! Fish on! I'm... <laughs> Should be more excited. <laughs> it was like, I was always going to be the one to deliver the line to get the emotional reaction out of you. And I think that's almost from the space of not feeling safe to have an emotional reaction which is probably indicative of the way I've been living recently. Yeah, that's really interesting to know yourself and know where you're at because something I was going to mention was that I was like, oh, there's some really great emotional reactions from both of you. But there wasn't always a reaction to the reaction. They also weren't ever revisited in, a pa in any way to make a pattern, even really good ones that I was like, oh, I would definitely want to see Travis catch another fish. It was such a big emotional reaction. You know, when Greg was teaching us about pattern, this idea of like having an emotional reaction, a reaction to that and a reaction to that, and then being able to just come back and play that exact pattern again, very simply, you know, it's such a simple thing, de deceptively so, and is so satisfying to an audience. Can you explain more specifically what you're talking about? We should have Greg on the podcast, Greg Hess, because I, I hope that I'm not talking out of my ass, but... From my understanding, there would be like something that would happen in a scene and a character would have a really big reaction to it and someone would have a reaction to that and a reaction to that like ABC and truly to like revisit ABC emotionally. And when I've seen Cook County do it, it's often simpler than I imagine because like UCB game is very like, how do we heighten and it feels very clever where it's like, here's the joke. And like, how do you heighten that joke to make this, the game more absurd or to raise the stakes or something? There's something in the cleverness of that that I never felt like that was true of Cook County Pattern. It's like very much like reactionary and emotional, just hitting the same beats of the scene again. But in order to have something to revisit, it's almost like you need to create that first pattern in the first place. And I really think that like ABC. I actually remember doing it in a show with you, Pish, once because we we had just like been coached by Greg and it was just us and we were like, we want to try it. And it was really interesting to like have a character, have a big emotional reaction and then you to react to that and me to react back to you and then almost to let it rest. And then someone would pitch the ball up again to have that exact same reaction pattern happen. And it was very satisfying. I mean, Travis and I are having a lot of fun playing together. And so I don't think the joy of us playing together is missing. And it definitely wasn't from this show. But maybe an awareness of like, we don't just have to be these two dogs like playing as messily as we are. Like, let's return to a little bit of the form that we maybe had pre-pandemic and our ability to play these patterns with more. What's the word I'm looking for? Savvy. Talent? skill, ability. God, we're awful. Well, no, here's the here's my question though too. In this particular show, I saw a lot of moments that I was like, "Oh, this feels like it's almost touching like a delicious moments show where you know that like they are so present in the moment to the point of the absurd, where it's like they move through scenes and move through moments and and games and there's like 
there's more play than there ever is clarity, but it's so fun to watch them. If you've ever seen Delicious Moments, I think they're incredible. But I wouldn't think of their show and be like, oh, yeah, heavy scene work, heavy narrative. That's not what I think of when I think of them, you know, at least the shows that I've seen them do. So the question is like between scene work or pattern or clowning or leaning into the absurd or surreal, like, I think it's like, what do we want to do? Like what interests us right now so that we're touching on the same challenge. And so I wonder if just being like, what do you want your show to be? Like the two of you, you know, what do you want it to look like? And then to be like, okay, that's, that's what we're going to both be like, that's the thing. Let's move that way. Yeah, that's a good question, Travis. What do you want our show to look like? Yeah, I've been, it's been something I've been thinking about a lot. If we look at the past shows that we've had, we've had some really good scene work and some really fun relationships and some great patterns. And I'm having a ton of fun. And even this most recent show, I'm like sitting here listening to you guys. I'm like, maybe... Maybe I'm dumb because I really liked that show. I thought it was really fun. Oh, this oh, no, this no, no, isn't no, no. Yeah, this I, isn't I really a criticism the of the show either. But the next step, the next phase from yeah, where what's I'm at, the, the next the next phase is like it's one thing to do great scene work and have a lot of fun and get big laughs. I mean, the audience response to this most recent show is great. It's what we want. But now it's like, okay, what's what's the shape of the show? One of my favorite compliments we used to get after shows was people would come up to us up to us and ask what form it was that we just did like what's the name of that form and for anyone who knows us we never play with this or at least we haven't in the past we've never played with a set form but i loved that question because it meant that okay cool that seemed like a complete piece mm -hmm. i think that's the next phase of whatever show we're doing and it's been interesting playing without you tosh because i think that when you have a third person on the side during the scene that person can sort of put some attention to like, okay, what does the show need? And it's harder to do while you're in the scene. So it's definitely 100%. something Pish, Pish and I need to, to uh, work on and practice for sure. Yes. Like in this show, when you were like saying you were going to heaven or you were at the pearly gates. Am I correct? Travis, after you took I, like a cyanide pill. Okay, that's a, <laughs> that's so a great you, moment you, because I didn't know what it looked like for you from on the outside. That for was me, a move. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I was like, okay, so now you're dead and you're like at the pearly gates. That was like, that's what I gathered from that move. So, so here's the move I was trying to make was I think that scene was taking place in a prison cell. And this right off the bat shows that we can do a better job of being specific about where we are. But that scene was in a prison cell. I was trying to make a move to like behind a double-sided window or like an observatory or even some place where they were watching cameras, oh. watching these two guys in the prison cell being like, what are the, is this what's supposed to happen? Come, how can we be so stupid? How can we be so stupid to get locked up? This what's supposed to be happening? I don't know, man. We gave him some pills, and now we just kind of watch and see how it plays out. Okay. And it was a move I made while Pish was looking downstage, so he didn't see me move. It was it, that's where the show sort of got muddy for for us, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I thought I thought too that I was like the very first scene. You took your time, and then I think by the time we got to uh, Boudin, <laughs> President, B President Biden's brother. What do you think it's like? 
growing up as the baby brother of the Rainforest Cafe guy. <laughs> what do you think it's like? I'm just gonna... You don't know my brother? President Biden? <laughs> Wait. I thought it was Bedeen. <laughs> I thought you were Governor Bedeen. I am Governor Bedeen. That's the way our name was originally pronounced in Poland. Which yeah. was my favorite. Truly, it was like a joke, but I was like, it was a good joke. It was really stupid and funny. <laughs> I feel like that scene had legs. And because you only had 12 minutes, I was like, I think it could have been a mono scene because the show ended up being short. And I was like, that was a scene that had a lot of legs. But I will not lie to you. I did think that you were trying to go to heaven. I, yeah. I don't, mm -hmm. you, you were writing something and my, I don't know where, why my brain went to that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it makes sense that an outside observer would be confused because I think, well, it's funny because I actually, I picked up on what Travis was doing. I, I knew what you were doing, Travis. Mm. I just didn't know what to do in that moment. And I stepped off stage thinking that I would add some sort of new element to it. But then I got a little stymied and that I feel like caused you to be like a little stymied. And then I was like, damn, I, I was ah. like, here's, here's, yeah, this, and I think this is, I think it's good for improvisers to talk about these moments where we sort of like made a move and it was missed or it was messy or whatever in a way that like, I don't think any of us really did anything wrong, but just so I think it lets a little light into, I was expecting or sort of hoping pitch that you would continue the scene playing both of us. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's something stepping into each other's roles is something that we used to do a lot. Like towards pre-COVID, I wanted to say towards the end of our pack show there, but like that doesn't make sense anymore to say. Right before COVID, I felt like almost every show we did, the three of us were doing like an ensemble where we were like, jumping mm -hmm. into other things like flipping and playing each other like do you remember that uh scene where with uh, like the poker table and we're doing like we're doing like kisses good luck but we keep switching like who's the person who's asking for them
it's really dumb and it's making me just feel like I want to be there because I want to be in an that's ensemble really funny. scene. I, I will say uh, switching characters <laughs> like has that. never been something that's been a joy for me. It's always been something that I I really resisted. I'm like, He's I'm like, like I've stress. got a character. Like, back off. You've got your character. I've got mine. This is my territory. I got my walls up. Like, you're not playing me. I'm not playing you. I can't play you, man. Fair enough. See, now I know I won't make that move again in the future. No, I mean, I think, honestly, I, it's more a me thing than a you thing. Because I think in improv, ideally, you should be playing with people who are, like, game. To, like, work with things that they're uncomfortable with. And it's always funny to see someone take on something that they're not comfortable taking on but doing it anyways yeah and so i think it's 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 coming from a fear based thing in me it, it feels a little bit like a creative block for me i don't mm. want to blow it up to be this huge thing i don't think it is a huge thing but i think noticing it kind of is helpful Mm. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I take it as a good sign of like, we're getting more comfortable on stage. So we're taking bigger swings. It's great that we missed, you know, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, that, that's a great point. And thank you for doing that. Because I think I fall into ruts of uh, not risking. I tend to play it safe. Uh, keep it keep the bumpers up, you know, because Anatasha, Anatasha was always going out into the audience. Travis is changing characters. And I'm just like, I'm sticking here. Like, I'm in this room. I'm in this. I'm this character. Even if y'all tried to put accents on me, accents would slip off of me like water, <laughs> man. Challenge accepted. Pish, do you? Okay. On one hand, I'm like, oh, cool. Then like um, rehearsal, we could challenge ourselves and do, you know, do play multiple characters, do this or that. But on the other hand, like, does part of you just kind of want to do a mono scene sometime? Like be like, okay, we're going to play two characters and we're going to be in this scene and like see if it has legs and like just allow it to, you know what I mean? Like to practice the form of that, like a real true, like two-person mono show, you know? Yeah. Well, I think it's probably this, like, getting used to doing two-person shows. And we've all done two-person shows before this, so it isn't our first foray into doing this. But the ability to not, like, get context on the shape of the show by being on the sidelines is something that I get very focused. I get hyper-focused on where we are in the scene. And then any, like, big jolt to that, and I'm like, oh, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh. Eric Honeycutt, one of our old teachers and mentors, he said, uh, soft focus, to have soft focus on stage. Mm -hmm. And I think this, I, I'm noticing in us talking about this, that I've, I, I, I get this hyper focus on the moment where we are. Mm. So you feel like it breaks, if something breaks that focus, then you're like really jolted. Yeah, exactly. And maybe if I entered the scene with more of a soft focus, kind of focusing on the periphery, so to speak, not necessarily periphery of the vision, but periphery of the scene, the sound, the shape of us on stage, our physicality, our characters and stuff like that, as opposed to just my character's point of view and where we are in this one scene. Wow, that's really interesting. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Do you feel like you... In that hyper focus, like get, get really caught up in your own dream and like have a hard time letting go of like things that that Travis comes into contradiction with in your dream or that you perceive as contradictions. Like, you know how like sometimes, especially early on in a scene, you're like, oh, I'm this like that's my 
that's my dad. And like, he just grounded me. And then he comes in and like starts playing a woman and you're like, shit, no, ah, I thought I was looking at him and he was my dad, you know? Like, do you feel like those are harder moments for you? I think it's just, I think it's just like sometimes, yeah. Like when Travis, you made this move in the show where uh, you became the scientists kind of watching through the plexiglass, the prisoners, there was something in me that resisted it. And in that moment of hesitation, it really just took me out of flow. Also, when you reacted to me not reacting to you fishing, and I was just kind of like, deal with it, dude. I'm not <laughs> reacting to your fishing. And then in that same scene, you shot me and I pulled out a gun and shot you. And I was like, fuck you. I'm, you're not the one who shoots people on this improv team. I'm the one who shoots people on this improv team. And I was watching that and I was like, if I'm in the audience, I don't like this guy. Because all I'm getting from him is like, I am the one who makes moves. Like, and like, if there's anything that doesn't fall into the, the realm of playfulness that I have, that I'm feeling at that moment that I just like throw it out. It's like probably wanting to stay in control and mm. not be killed. I don't mm. know. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. That, that moment where I caught a fish actually really makes me laugh going back and watching it. Cause I have this like huge and I actually fish in real life. And so when you catch a fish, it's always in my world. It's so exciting. So I'm like, Oh yeah. This the reality of that. I look over and you just like, it is, it actually is one of my favorite parts of the show now, but in that moment, Travis was like, come on, man, like make this move important, please. Yeah. I, Travis, one thing I wanted to tell you is that I was like, because you fish in real life, I was like, great space work, super, spe <laughs> like you. super specific about it and super specific reaction. I actually was like, yeah, like I was into it, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I could have made that a lot more important. I could have made your fishing a lot more important. We could have talked about fishing. You look at me, why I'm not reacting. I almost don't even reference you referencing me not reacting. And I'm just like, so anyways, I'm going to pay you now. And God, it's just so, I, I feel so bad. I feel like I have to apologize to you. Travis no go no, oh, gosh no. not at all not at all because it's look where improv, that scene man. went it that, happens yeah and honestly that scene led to like the biggest like cheer of the night like I it, it was our first more than just laughing like we got like an ovation at the end of that scene hey catch anything today you just saw me catch <laughs> sorry I just saw me I've been under a lot of pressure all right Is that a joke hey Whoa! Yeah, that's right! Fuck you! Boom! You shot the NFT! No! 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 <laughs> you know, it led to this really fun scene. I thought it was really, really great. Yeah. Also, Pish, like, you know, you can't apologize because I'm like, first off, what happened happened and have, you know, the show is great. Who cares? And like all all we're doing is just trying stuff. You're just like yeah. going out there and being like, we're going to try it. So like if you're like, oh, I think I want I I would have liked to try the opposite and have a big emotional reaction, whatever that may be, then that's something to be like, oh, maybe we should just try like try something off stage in a rehearsal or together where like 
we are just doing big emotional reactions and just practicing that to see if it shows up on stage rather than being like, it's not that it's wrong, you know? Right. That's the literal point of this game tape, right? To kind of go back through and see things we could have done. Um, so yeah, definitely no apologies. There's no wrong things. It was great. I love playing with you. It was so fun. I love you so much. I think you're beautiful and amazing artist, and you're the best. <laughs> um, All right. I take it back. <laughs> but anyway, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much we need to talk about this show. It was a short show. I think the thesis of this podcast is that we're growing and we're trying and we're taking swings and we're failing together and we're having a lot of fun. And uh, it's it's been a joy. Yeah, you guys are great. I watch improv everywhere I go and I'm like, no, it's great. I just am always going to be like, what's the next thing? Well, what's the point of game tape if we're not looking to be like, what's the next thing? Thank you for listening to another episode of the Storm Chaser Improv Podcast Show. You can find us on all of the socials. That's right. The social media programs. We're on Instagram and TikTok at Storm Chaser Improv. We've also got videos on YouTube. Just search for us at Storm Chaser Improv. We've got shows. We've also got clips from our podcast. And you can find all the other links that we have to get tickets to our shows and find other projects that we're working on at the link in our bio on Instagram. And of course, my friends, if you enjoyed this podcast, push all the buttons, share it, like it, subscribe to it. And if you're listening on iTunes, give us a little five star review. That would be fantastic. This is my friend, Travis Lincoln Cox. This is my friend, Andrew Pish. And this is my friend, Anatasha Blakely. Thank you so much for listening. See y'all again soon. Thank you for listening to the Storm Chaser Improv Podcast Show.